94.9 Bermuda. This is Motion to Adjourn, Bermuda's dynamic new talk show. Balanced, informative, and fun. Brought to you by Habitat for Humanity, Digicel, and the Royal Bermuda Regiment. And welcome to Motion to Adjourn. I am Senator Dwayne Robinson. And today we are joined by Assistant Commissioner of Police, uh, Mr. Martin Weeks. Uh, good afternoon, Mr. Weeks. How are you? Good afternoon. Very well, thank you. Uh, I just wanted to let you know, uh, first of all, that we're cousins. You know, I my father's a Weeks. Ah. So I just wanted to let you know that so that right. we could be on that even uh, playing field there. <laughs> so just um, kick it in. How uh, have you fared? How has your family fared during this uh, COVID-19 pandemic? Well, they've been all right. I mean, I've, I've been at work pretty much every day throughout the whole thing. So the wife's a teacher, and she's been trying to juggle doing lessons online, managing her, her area of the school, and looking after the 11-year-old at home and doing her lessons. So she's pretty stressed out. No, I can imagine, and I, I I have heard from some parents who have to be home with their children for a prolonged period of time, and it's been a horror story. <laughs> so yeah, I I can only imagine what some people are going through trying to get their their day job done at the same time as look after a young child in the house. That that can't be easy. No, definitely. And um, just on the same vein, how has the uh, BPS been operating underneath these new circumstances? Has there been any uh, noticeable changes in how you guys operate during this time? Well, we put a plan in place earlier on for um, the possibility that we'd end up with reduced resources. So we had a scalable um, plan for what we would do, how we would manage calls for service if we ended up with reduced resources. It never happened. Our staff generally came to work every day we had a few people who were immunocompromised who, in the end, we had to tell them, look, you've got to stop coming to work because we're, we're concerned about your safety. You know, you, you can't be here. Even though they were trying to be at work, we were saying, no, 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 you, you need to go home. Um, but generally, everyone stayed well, even, you know, people who were going into people's houses or interacting at the hospital, dealing with people at road checks, the the service has fared really well. And, of course, with nobody going on leave because no one's been able to go away, you know, we've had um, more resources than you generally would at this time of year, which has been extremely helpful with uh, all of the things that we've had to do in addition to the regular policing. Well, thank you for that answer. And I've seen that you and the commission have taken a very hard line to the standards and practices of which you all are governed by. So... To that, and I know a lot of the public who've seen it, I would like to thank you for for that because it's always good to see you know police holding themselves to a certain standard, especially if what we've been inundated with as of late regarding overseas, uh, and seeing the exact opposite. So I would like to thank you uh, for that. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, we police in a very different way from the United States, and. I hesitate to say the United States because if you've spent any time over there, you realize that there is no national standard for anything in the United States. You can be in one jurisdiction which has 6,000 police officers and have a proper training regime and standards that they can point to, and then two miles down the road you can be in a jurisdiction that has 
eight police officers, two of them are part-time, none of them have ever had any training, and they do things completely different. And then you cross a state line and you're in another situation. And so regardless of whether they police correctly or not, they're not policing the same, no matter where you go. And they, they have very different ideas about what's appropriate, particularly around the use of firearms by police officers, that we just don't do here. Our training and our policies and our attention to detail in this area is very, very rigid. And a lot of that is coming from the UK, but we also pick up best practice from Canada and from the other territories where there's best practice to be found. We look for it and we put it in place where it fits culturally in Bermuda. This is a very different place from how we policed even 30 years ago when I first joined the Bermuda Police Service. Yes, definitely. And um, regarding, obviously, there's been a huge string of, of uh, well, I wouldn't say huge, but it has been a string of uh, violent acts as of late. And, you know, there have been rumbles as to whether the uh, BPS has got the uh, manpower and resources to properly combat uh, these particular serious crimes. So I would just ask if you could uh, reassure the public regarding that. Oh, absolutely. Um, we are a small police force, but then others will say, well, you're a, quite a big police force for the size of the population. The problem for Bermuda, of course, is we do everything. You know, every single policing function comes to the Bermuda Police Service. If you are in a small town of 60,000 people in the United States or in Canada or Australia, there are multiple layers of law enforcement. You have the local sheriff's department that does one thing for you. The town police just does patrol. Then if you want forensics, you call in the, the state police. If you want a homicide investigator, you may end up going to the FBI, where we, we have none of that. We've got to do everything. So capacity is always going to be an issue for us here, because our closest help really is Scotland Yard, which is 3,000 miles away and a seven-hour airplane ride. But we find ways to prioritize. So whilst we have lots of areas of policing under our umbrella, when it comes time for a surge in one area, so right now we're having to put a lot of investigative feet on the ground because we've got a number of things going on at once, we'll pull from other areas of the service to bolster that effort. And again, with um, anyone who's living in those affected areas, those affected neighborhoods right now, will have seen a lot of uniform policing, again, because we're pulling in from other areas. That's not to say that we're not doing anything like in those other areas. For instance, road traffic. You know, we got a lot of calls about people's driving, particularly as the restrictions eased up and people had open roads. We had a lot of calls about speeding and stuff like that. So we put a lot of effort into that for a little bit. But those guys are now assisting with the visible policing in the affected neighborhoods. We'll still do some some speed checks and stuff, but we have to prioritize what the public needs us to do at any given time. Thank you so much for that. And um, before we dig more into uh, the the recent string of violence, we're going to go to commercial and then we'll be right back with you, Mr. Weeks. Thank you so much. Hey you, do you know about the My Digicel app? With My Digicel app, you can pay your bill, add roaming, data bundles, 
Top up your prepaid credit and even check how much data you've used for the month. Also, every Saturday you can shake to win a free guaranteed prize just for being a Digicel customer. So what are you waiting for? Skip the line and download the My Digicel app today. As we grow older, get married, and build a bigger family, we realize more and more that life insurance is a fundamental part of having a sound financial plan for the future. Life insurance can be quite affordable, but most people overestimate the cost. Let Friesian Bookmar help you put those costs into perspective and develop the best policy to make sure you and your family members are covered in the event of your passing. Call us on 296-3600 for a free consultation with one of our life insurance agents today. Homelessness among families in Bermuda is a largely hidden problem. We can do better. The Women's Resource Center and Habitat for Humanity have teamed up to address this devastating and growing issue. We are renovating the former Pembroke Rest Home to become a transformational living center for homeless families. We need your support to make it happen. Call 295-3882 to help. Are you looking to challenge yourself, improve your fitness, travel, lead, and invest in your future? Then join the Royal Bermuda Regiment today. As one of Bermuda's top employers, we offer opportunities to learn transferable skills and gain experience while supporting our community and having fun. Visit rbr.bm or call 335-0252 to learn how you can benefit. The Royal Bermuda Regiment. Your future starts with you. Now back to Motion to Adjourn with MP Chris Famous and Senator Dwayne Robinson. And welcome back. Uh, Mr. Weeks, are you still with us? I certainly am. So uh, just just to um, kind of go in more depth on that uh, violence aspect, there it has been alluded to that the violence, uh, the, all this recent spike in violence is due to uh, folks being isolated or due to any sort of curfew. Do you agree with that, or is there any other uh, professional opinion regarding that? I would hesitate to say that that is why we're getting all this violence. That's not to say that some of the big parties and people trying to get together, particularly teenagers, I can only imagine what it must have been like as a teenager to be locked up in your house with your parents for all this time and unable to do the normal social things that you would be doing at this time of year. And so, yeah, I mean, we can all expect that there will be a little bit of steam let off. And so if you look at some of the incidents, like the one down at John Smith's Bay, where there was a a big party that the regiment had pushed them off the beach because it was 8 o'clock, it was time time to go, and then they were all crushed into the parking lot. And we ended up with, you know, a bit of a melee. But, yeah, you could possibly attribute things like that to people being cooped up. But some of the other stuff, well, I think those are ongoing um, issues between groups that were going before COVID came along. Good afternoon, Assistant Commissioner Weeks. How are you? I'm very well. This is Chris Famous. Hey, Chris. It's not often I get to, how can I put it, interview the interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let me, let me start off saying this, that I noticed, I grew up in a, in a Bermuda that was called the Bermuda Police Force. Mm -hmm. 
All right. In the last, I want to say, 10 years, correct me if I'm wrong, is when the name was... A bit longer than that. Subtly changed to Bermuda Police Service. And I know that we don't have the open racism and violence and murder of black people that we see happening in other countries, especially... 700 miles to our west. Mm-hmm. However, and this is the big however, we, one of the reasons, if, and you correct me if I'm wrong, this happened during, I want to say, Commissioner Coxwell's time. Okay. One of the reasons that the name was changed from force to service was to try to reflect that you're there to serve. You, you mean the body, not you. Martin. I've got that. Um, versus there to enforce things and so on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, we've never had um, a black person or anyone, to my knowledge, die in police custody from being arrested uh, during arrest or anything of like that. However, anecdotally, you heard things on the street or, you know, cousins of cousins. Or, you, you know how Bermuda society were. Yeah, that guy, I mean, your boy roughed me right up when he was arresting me. And so I, I, I say all that to say as a prelude to say whatever the name is now, this service, there's a history of some degree of force back in the day. And back in the day is, is relative to, who, to, the, to the person. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. When we look back at the way we policed in the past, it was a colonial police model. It was designed for certain things. And when they said keep order, order was kept. And that was, that was what it was designed for. That is not where we are today. And you're right, Mr. Coxell came in the 90, 1990s, and he looked at the way we policed. Mid-90s. He was the, the first one to say, we have to change the way we're doing things. And since that time, we've gone through several models of change. And we're, we're a learning organization. We, we changed an awful lot. And even in very recent years, we've changed a lot more to, to just look at how we police and why we police and what we police for. And we've adopted this problem-oriented policing with partnerships model, which basically says we need to ask people what it is they want us to do, rather than rocking up in the neighborhood and saying, right, that bunch of boys who are sitting over there, that can't be good. We've got to deal with that. No, we need to go into the neighborhood. We need to talk to the people who live there. And if they say, that bunch of boys, they're not from around here. They come here and they make our lives hell. Then we go and deal with them. It's a very different philosophy. It's a very different way of looking at things. We brought in the um, independent advisory group a couple of years ago. Dean Paris uh, from the hospital is our current chair. And they are there to tell us, these are the things that we think the Bermuda Police should be doing. Or you probably shouldn't put too much emphasis on that because that's not what the public's feeling. And we also do public perception surveys as well. And again, we ask people, what is it that you think we should be doing? We ask them questions like, do you want to see more street drug enforcement? Do you want to see more road traffic policing? We ask the questions, and depending on what we get back from the public, then we start to review what we're doing and where we're putting the resources that we have. Because we don't 
always put them in the same places. Like the the drugs unit is a very different size now from what it was when I came here. You know, the drugs unit was huge. Now it's only about six people because the emphasis the public wants is not on that. Mm-hmm. That answer your question, Chris. Um, I, I would say it. it we it's, it's beginning this, this the conversation that we need to have. Because I, I, I'm going to tell you frankly, I've been arrested by police a number of times, always traffic-related or something, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I could never say, oh, uh, the police punched me or anything like that. You know, I, some of them I knew by name, like they knew me by name, right? Mm-hmm. You know, well, I, I was in charge of discipline for a while before we appointed the new deputy commissioner. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got a lot of time in the files <laughs> into the independent uh, complaints people. And... From what I've seen, 90% of the complaints we get every year, and we get complaints, 90% of the complaints that we receive or the independent group receives and then passes to us to find out what we know about it, are about rudeness. They are, the police officer didn't speak to me right, they didn't call me back, they didn't do a great job of helping me, I don't feel I got my money's worth, if you like. And then 10%, the other 10% is mainly things that are falling out of people's relationships. This guy is doing this with this woman and he shouldn't be and that's outside of, you know, the police shouldn't be doing that. And then maybe a little, like, 1% and 2% at the top of there is this police officer be me. And, you know, you know why I know that that is actually true? Because if there were videos, and there would be videos, we'd have all seen them. Because you look across everywhere else in the world, if it's happening, people are taking videos of it and... They're passing on. And what I want to tell people is if it is happening, and it's for some reason it's not showing up on videos, we need to know. We've got an expanded police complaints unit. Mm-hmm. It's headed up by a superintendent now instead of sergeant, which it was before. It's gone, you know, we've got someone at the top of the organization just running this unit to make sure that we are getting this right, that we are transparent, that we are answering people's complaints, that we're dealing with things that people want us to deal with. And people want us not to sweep things under the rug. If a police officer is doing something that a member of the public would get arrested for, that police officer is getting arrested too. All right. So we have a break coming up. And I'm glad you said something that we're going to get into outside of the break. Video. Okay. Are you looking to challenge yourself, improve your fitness, travel, lead, and invest in your future? Then join the Royal Bermuda Regiment today. As one of Bermuda's top employers, we offer opportunities to learn transferable skills and gain experience while supporting our community and having fun. Visit rbr.bm or call 335-0252 to learn how you can benefit. The Royal Bermuda Regiment. Your future starts with you. Homelessness among families in Bermuda is a largely hidden problem. We can do better. The Women's Resource Center and Habitat for Humanity have teamed up to address this devastating and growing issue. We are renovating the former Pembroke Rest Home to become a transformational living center for homeless families. We need your support to make it happen. Call 295-3882 to help. 
As we grow older, get married, and build a bigger family, we realize more and more that life insurance is a fundamental part of having a sound financial plan for the future. Life insurance can be quite affordable, but most people overestimate the cost. Let Friesenbrook-Marr help you put those costs into perspective and develop the best policy to make sure you and your family members are covered in the event of your passing. Call us on 296-3600 for a free consultation with one of our life insurance agents today. Hey you, do you know about the My Digicel app? With My Digicel app, you can pay your bill, add roaming, data bundles, top up your prepaid credit, and even check how much data you've used for the month. Also, every Saturday, you can shake to win a free guaranteed prize just for being a Digicel customer. So what are you waiting for? Skip the line and download the My Digicel app today. Bermuda's Big Station at 94.9 FM, a Bermuda Broadcasting Company station. Back to Motion to Adjourn with MP Chris Famous and Senator Dwayne Robinson. And welcome back to Motion to Adjourn. Mr. Weeks, are you still with us? I'm still with you. Hi, so we're just looking to follow up with the uh, body camera situation. As we know, there have been uh, issues overseas regarding you know, the body cams revealing uh, somewhat incriminating footage. So mm. we just wanted to get a follow-up on what's the situation with the body cams for the BPS. You, BPS. Right. Well, we use them, obviously. You've, you will have seen them attached to the, to the vests that the guys wear. Um, we use the Axon ones that are made by the same company as the Tasers, and they go, they are um, recording all the time when someone taps them, and they go back 30 seconds from the time the officer taps them. We tried having them going all day, but we've got some real problems with the batteries. Um, so we're having to go back to the tap it and it comes on situation. Um, but we are exploring actually going to a new company to get a better product that will maybe work better for us. So anyway, once you tap it, you, it downloads into the camera itself. At the end of your shift, you drop that into a cradle at the station, and it all gets transmitted to evidence.com, which is a uh, website outside of Bermuda, a storage area, from where we can then download it, and the Police Complaints Authority can also download it. And any time there's a use of force, that video gets viewed by our conduct unit. So, Mr. Weeks, you said mm -hmm. something that piqued my uh, interest there. You said the camera starts to come on once it's been tapped. Yeah, you have to tap the little button in the middle. Mm -hmm. Every time anyone makes contact with with a person during their shift, they're supposed to tap the camera. Okay, see, that's the key word, supposed to tap the right. camera. So what if they didn't tap the camera or something happened? Well, if something happens and they didn't tap the camera, then they got some explaining to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, what we're, we're aiming for in the future is to have a better system that doesn't require that that will be able to the battery will be able to survive a 12-hour shift at the moment if we were to get them to put them on straight away they would you know halfway through the shift the battery would be done and we don't we can't get new batteries because the product that we're using has aged out so there's been too many versions since so it's no longer service so we've got a, a bid in for a budget to buy a new uh, system which we hope will make it easier to have it on all the time. That is, of course, assuming that people are happy being filmed, and not everybody is. 
So sometimes it has to be switched off at the request of the person because we have to bear in mind that there are also a lot of privacy issues out there. In fact, in some places in the world, they have asked police officers to stop because they are concerned about people being videoed all the time by police officers. Okay. That leads into another question. Have you seen the flyer that was created for um, this show today? Yes. Okay. So I will send a picture of yourself, a nice picture of yourself, actually, <laughs> uh, by your media person, yep. personnel. So we created a flyer and, you know, we put it on social media. And one of the first questions that I got was, hey, why you didn't interviewing the guy that Papa sprayed us on December 2nd? Oh, you don't know how many times that's been said. And that was repeated so many times on Hot 106 <laughs> that Liz Christopher had to call up Sherry J and tell her, you need to stop, because that's not Mr. Weeks. Right. So, for the probably first, second, probably time in my life, I found myself actually coming to the defense of a police officer. <laughs> and I had to say, hey, that wasn't the guy that Papa sprayed us. That's Assistant Commissioner. Martin Weeks. Uh-huh. The guy that Papa sprayed us is Sergeant Brian McNabb. Now, let's get into something. We're talking about video. Yep. The police were videoed from various angles on December 2nd, 2016. Uh-huh. Now, when this you know, strange, unfortunate area, era of Black Lives Matter, police violence. Uh-huh. You, you earlier, my colleague interviewed you. You spoke about the different jurisdictions in America, where the one state does this, the other state does the other. You know, you know, there's no consistency. Right. I was there December the second. So I'm speaking not from what I heard, what I saw, what, well, I should say. What is what you saw, yeah. Right. And what I saw and witnessed that day, I would hope no human being, even the police themselves, would ever have to witness ever again. So my question to you, and, and and I say this out out of respect, is how is it that Two police officers who were clearly videotaped doing something that broke police training and broke all all other sorts of codes of just common sense. How are they still on the police force? Well, the first thing I got to say, Chris, is I don't I'm not in charge of discipline. Now there was a full commission of inquiry on this and we supplied all of our videotape, all of our body cams, because all those the body cams were all recording throughout that thing, and all of that went in to the Commission of Inquiry, and there were a number of recommendations that went to the Commissioner of the Day and have been passed on to the current Commissioner, and those are decisions that are above my my area. I can't speak to that, I'm afraid. No, I, I don't... I don't. I wouldn't expect you to come on here and indict yourself or anyone else. I'm just saying anecdotally. How is somebody, two persons, who clearly did something they should not be doing, and and one of those persons, at least one of them, went on to get promoted? And this, this you know, in this era of 
police force versus police service in this era of doing things um, based off of what what's common sense, based off of community policing. Mm-hmm. That that rubs people the wrong way, sir. And we're going to go to a break, so I'll give you a few minutes to catch yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, we'll talk after the break. As we grow older, get married, and build a bigger family, we realize more and more that life insurance is a fundamental part of having a sound financial plan for the future. Life insurance can be quite affordable, but most people overestimate the cost. Let Friesian Bookmar help you put those costs into perspective and develop the best policy to make sure you and your family members are covered in the event of your passing. Call us on 296-3600 for a free consultation with one of our life insurance agents today. Hey you, do you know about the My Digicel app? With My Digicel app, you can pay your bill, add roaming, data bundles, top up your prepaid credit, and even check how much data you've used for the month. Also, every Saturday you can shake to win a free guaranteed prize just for being a Digicel customer. So what are you waiting for? Skip the line and download the My Digicel app today. Homelessness among families in Bermuda is a largely hidden problem. We can do better. The Women's Resource Center and Habitat for Humanity have teamed up to address this devastating and growing issue. We are renovating the former Pembroke Rest Home to become a transformational living center for homeless families. We need your support to make it happen. Call 295-3882 to help. Are you looking to challenge yourself, improve your fitness, travel, lead, and invest in your future? Then join the Royal Bermuda Regiment today. As one of Bermuda's top employers, we offer opportunities to learn transferable skills and gain experience while supporting our community and having fun. Visit rbr.bm or call 335-0252 to learn how you can benefit. The Royal Bermuda Regiment. Your future starts with you. Now back to Motion to Adjourn with MP Chris Famous and Senator Dwayne Robinson. And we're back. Okay. Okay. So I, I say this, and I, and I understand that you you weren't on the ground at the time. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I was in the cathedral at a funeral, actually, that day. Um, okay, well, that's... Uh, okay, we don't want to go there because that fun- that funeral ended at uh, you're talking about for Sergeant Worms, right? Right, yeah. That funeral ended at twelve thirty. So let's not go there if the timeline right now. Um, here's the thing, right? Sergeant Brian McNabb, and then there was Dominique Simmons. Dominique Simmons is now a sergeant. So I, I, I ask myself as a black man in this country, now mind you, this gentleman is black as well, how does somebody who peppers red people get promoted? And, and, you know, I understand the new commissioner came in after the fact, but I also understand that when an inquiry was going on, the new commissioner kind of, um, how can I say, alluded to other officers that didn't really have to give testimony. Now, I'm not going to get into the legalities of it, but I'm just speaking from the morality of it. That when we're trying to find the truth of what's, what went on that day, we, will prevent, we, we, the people of Bermuda, have still been prevented from telling the, being told the full truth. 
So I, I say to you, sir, respectfully, it's it's all well and fine. You have a new commissioner now that um, that's a whole nother subject that his commissioner. But um, that his here and his train extremely hard to to fit into community to to be responsive. And, you know, his, his probably didn't. I know he has a PR background. He's probably doing the, the best job any police commissioner has done in, rela- in relating one-on-one to people. But that doesn't erase the stench of December the 2nd and the, and the subsequent, um, I don't want to use the word cover-up, but technical blockage of letting people know what really happened. So what, why, what I would say to you, and I'm saying this respectfully, that for the Bermuda Police Service, to gain even more respect from the people that it serves is that the truth has to be told and people have to be held accountable. It's, there's no way in this world people who got pepper spread are, got, are supposed to see the people that did it get promoted. And and again, you, it's, not, it's not in your orbit to deal with um, discipline, but it's in your orbit to... to shape the, the the image of the police service, that justice will be done. No, I, I absolutely agree with you that transparency from the police service is very, very important. All I can say is that we supplied every bit of information to the committee that was asked for as far as I'm aware. Obviously, it wasn't me that was providing it. And I know a lot of recommendations came down for us to fix things that we've been working hard to fix. When it comes to Complaints against police, there were complaints lodged by a number of people. They were investigated by the Independent Police Complaints Authority, and recommendations were given to the Commissioner of the Day. That's, but that's, you know, I can't really speak to much more of that. But I do, I do understand that it's still out there, and that people still have some very strong feelings about that day. I, I understand that, and we have to, you know, we have to understand that that's how people feel too. We can't just breeze on like nothing happened. You know, we've, we're constantly now trying to change the way we police demonstrations. We've learned a lot about planning and better planning, about communicating with the public before um, protests and demonstrations happen, as you probably will have seen from the, the recent big Black Lives Matter protests. I mean, we've never had that many people on the street before, but we managed to police it in such a manner that there were no confrontations. Well, that that was a situation. I mean, each each protest has its own origin, has its own own inertia. That was a protest that was more about solidarity than than okay, we're fighting, you know, fighting against a certain issue. So you know, we can't, in all you know, in all fairness, we can't say that that protest was the same as as any other protest. But what 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 I will, I don't want to get caught in the quagmire of. December the second. What I'm what I'm simply saying is that it's 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 all well and fine to to have good PR. It's all well and fine to have good PR spokespersons, but if the product doesn't match the PR, then there's still going to be a gap that the people can recognize. So I I applaud that you're coming on the show. I applaud what the, the new commissioner is doing. And I, and I hope whoever is the next commissioner maybe doesn't, you know, 
live on Facebook the way the new one does. I don't know. <laughs> but they still take that approach that they will be a person of community engagement because even in my other second job as a whatever they call it, elected um, <laughs> thing, it's all about community <laughs> engagement, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, the senator is. could tell you, you could, you could be a elected or appointed official and and don't engage with the public and the, the people see you and the organization, whichever organization you represent in that in that light. Generally, you won't last very long, though, if you like that. You're right. People, you've got to communicate. You've got to represent, and you've got to talk to people and find out what it is they want. And that's, you know, partly what we're trying to do here is we're trying to do things a little bit different. We're trying to be more open and transparent and accessible. Well, we're going to go to break, and then we come back. we just do a wrap-up, okay? Okay, Chris. All right, thank you. As we grow older, get married, and build a bigger family, we realize more and more that life insurance is a fundamental part of having a sound financial plan for the future. Life insurance can be quite affordable, but most people overestimate the cost. Let Friesenbrookmar help you put those costs into perspective and develop the best policy to make sure you and your family members are covered in the event of your passing. Call us on 296-3600 for a free consultation with one of our life insurance agents today. Homelessness among families in Bermuda is a largely hidden problem. We can do better. The Women's Resource Center and Habitat for Humanity have teamed up to address this devastating and growing issue. We are renovating the former Pembroke Rest Home to become a transformational living center for homeless families. We need your support to make it happen. Call 295-3882 to help. Are you looking to challenge yourself, improve your fitness, travel, lead, and invest in your future? Then join the Royal Bermuda Regiment today. As one of Bermuda's top employers, we offer opportunities to learn transferable skills and gain experience while supporting our community and having fun. Visit rbr.bm or call 335-0252 to learn how you can benefit. The Royal Bermuda Regiment. Your future starts with you. Hey you, do you know about the My Digicel app? With My Digicel app, you can pay your bill, add roaming, data bundles, top up your prepaid credit, and even check how much data you've used for the month. Also, every Saturday you can shake to win a free guaranteed prize just for being a Digicel customer. So what are you waiting for? Skip the line and download the My Digicel app today. Now back to Motion to Adjourn with MP Chris Famous and Senator Dwayne Robinson. And welcome back, Mr. Weeks. How are you? I'm okay. Um, so just to reassure the public as uh, we're wrapping up, I just wanted to ask, uh, what uh, can the public look forward to regarding tackling uh, this these recent outbreaks of violence and how will you guys get more into the preventative side of policing regarding this? Well, we've arrested a number of people. They are on bail right now, wearing um, the tracking devices, but they're on bail while we await forensic um, results. Things are a bit slower on the forensic side because of the, the need for COVID testing to take, uh, take up a lot of lab space, but we're hoping to get um, results from those fairly soon, hopefully be able to put some people in court 
for a couple of these things. Um, Preventative-wise, you're going to be seeing, as I said, a lot more officers in affected neighborhoods, um, making sure that people see us, making sure they know um, that we're there for them. And we're also doing some um, more covert side stuff to tackle some of the roots of the problem alongside our partners at the National Security Ministry. Um, the anti-gang violence unit, Pastor Bean, is doing a lot of work behind the scenes to try to calm down some of the tensions that have bubbled to the surface now that people are able to move about a bit again. And uh, we hope to uh, to tap down the more violent side of this to uh, you know get us back to how we normally are. You know, we shouldn't be seeing horrendous things like that lady being chopped up like that. And you know, I've got to take the opportunity here to to say to the public, you know, you must be appalled by that. And if you are, if you know something, you need to tell someone. And Crime Stoppers is right there. You call that number. It's answered in Florida. There is nobody on the other end of that phone who knows your name, your accent, your voice, your phone number, anything. And none of that will come to us. It'll come in the form of text, you know, written text, and we will be able to use that information. And there's no way that the Bermuda Police Service or anyone here can track that information back to where it come from if you call the Crime Stoppers number. Please, please call if you know something, because we need to get those people locked up. On that, we agree. Um, Assistant Commissioner, we have a commissioner here who, prior to being a commissioner, I don't think ever came to Bermuda. Where are we with a succession plan for the next few years, for the next the next five years of police leadership? Well, the current commissioner has a five-year contract. Um, he is actively working to make sure that there are qualified people coming up behind him. He recently sent Superintendent Naima Asgood and Assistant Commissioner Antoine Daniels over to the UK to do the very prestigious senior command course, which is attended by people from police services all over the world. Um, he's hoping to send others in the next couple of years, uh, assuming that COVID allows for overseas training to get more people fully qualified so that when it's time for him to go, that there'll be a, a successful Bermudian candidate. Mm -hmm. And where are you in this orbit? Uh, that wouldn't be for me to say, would it, really? <laughs> uh, you know, always got to throw a wild card out there. <laughs> now, Sorry, though. I, I appreciate you coming on. And what I, what I like to do, and you know, you don't often get to tell the police what to do. What I like to do is that um, in order to enhance that community communication, because we would like to invite you back, you know, maybe another few weeks, a month, two months, something like that, to to expand the topics because it, it it doesn't make proper communication plans means consistency, right? Yep. We're here. My my colleague is on one side, I'm on the other, like physically and politically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we're here to improve the community, do what we can, and the police are a a part of that equation. No, absolutely. So what what we're inviting you to do, you know, is continue the transparency. No, now that we've got some of the pertinent items out of the way, 
come back in two months' time and let's let's continue this conversation. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. Um, I'll talk to Gary and we'll make sure we set up. Um, See, now you're snitching. Now right. you're snitching. You're calling names. Gary. He's our PR guy. I got to talk to Gary. He's oh, okay. okay, all right. <laughs> um, quick question. Um, I know the UK accent. Where in the UK are you from? Uh, I was born in Hastings in in uh, Sussex in the south. Oh, so who's your football team? I live in a Man United household, but I grew up a Spurs fan. So my uh, my household is a Man United supporting household, which, considering my wife's brother and sister are rabid. Liverpool fans makes for some interesting dinners. Now I want it. Wow, now I want to see in peace. I like that yeah, word you use. Rabbit. Rabbit. R A B I D. Rabbit. That's correct. Not rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> so someone just handed me a note saying um Chelsea two Man City one. And I'm like, okay, what's the what's the what's the relevance in? The relevancy of that person who remain nameless but not blameless is that Here's a rabbit, R-A-B-I-D, Liverpool fan. So if Man City loses, that only enhances. Yeah, it makes it easier for them, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now remember, the new commissioner is a Manchester City fan. Well, well, I so have... Be careful what you say about them, too, because he might want to come on and talk to you. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, bring him, bring him, <laughs> bring him. <laughs> the more the merrier. I mean... Tell him, you know, it's nice being on Facebook and Instagram and all of that, but come talk to the people. All right, I'll, I'll mention it to him. So I'm a St. George's fan. Let's get that out of the way as well. Oh, no. Mm-mm. You're yeah, a St. George's no, no, fan? No, 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 no. I lived in St. George's for about 25 years. All right. All right. Time to wrap this up, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, you know when you investigate something, you're like you're looking at somebody. Hey, I detect a note of, of um, what they call that um, uh, hostility in your voice, son. Uh, you detect winning in my voice. Yeah, okay, you win. Okay. You can't be on something that's not being played. Hey, but anyway, okay. he's just using up our valuable time. So, um, Assistant Commissioner Weeks, we shall continue this conversation in a few weeks, a few months. And um, thank you for coming on. No problem. Thank you, guys. Much appreciated. All right. Yes, All right. have a good one, okay? Nah. Go ahead, you rabbit. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, he sees the light. He realizes what side needs to be on. There's only one team I care about right now, and that's, you know, Somerset. But we, we can't even settle it now because cancel. So now all we have is the smack talk. That's all we. That's all you all have yet with Smackdown. <laughs> but anyway, um, we're coming to you close to the top, y'all, and to to the point of what the system commissioner. It's one thing when we have violence amongst males. That's bad. But when mm. you wake up and you hear that a young female was almost, I, I call it attempted murder. Mm-hmm. Right. We're, we're reaching like some levels that yep. we should never reach as a country. I mean, no no one should get hurt, but for yep. a female to be brutalized the way that young lady was, I I I grew up in an era where we don't talk to the police, don't snitch, mm-hmm. don't prick. Not much has changed. But if you know who who hurt this young lady, I advise you all to please call the police. Mm-hmm. So, any closing remarks? I will say um, I, I completely agree. Um, it's not something that I've really seen too much over my short lifetime. But 
what I will say is, is that it's always a lesson. And I think we, as far as young people, have glamorized this sort of lifestyle. And we have a lot of young ladies that have glamorized this sort of lifestyle. And I think it's a wake-up call for all of us because a lot of us thought females have been exempt. And now this horrendous act has kind of shown us that, look, this life can affect you, the person that you're with, you know, if you have children with them. So just please, please make sure that you're making really good choices with all aspects of your life, including your love life, because you never know what might happen. Any closing remarks, Brother Dorn? Very good show today. I enjoyed it. A lot of information came forward. Uh, stuff that I didn't know about. So, stuff so, that a lot of us didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to get the information from the, the source. Yeah, right? I mean, so, the, the, yeah, that's, that's in truth. Yeah, you know, a lot, a lot of speculation, this and that and the other, but hear it from the stores, the source. Well, I'm, I'm, I apologize for being late, folks. I work nights and I was a little tired. So he's he standby. You, you, the alarm clock like, didn't go off. So you that's you, you it. did yeah. well. You did well. I was yeah. proud of you. So, um, <laughs> in coming weeks, we'll be well. We we're going to try to endeavor to line up our guests in advance time that we can tell you who's going to be on next week. So right now we can't tell you who's on next week, but we can tell you we're going to be here next week. And keeping you informed. And with that, the houses adjourn on what's next week's date? Man. I just go day by day, Chris. They just roll into one. <laughs> I know it'll be July something. The second. July second? Yeah. July second. So next week the houses adjourn onto July, Thursday, July second. Thank you, Bermuda. Thanks for listening to Motion to Adjourn, brought to you by Habitat for Humanity, Digicel, and the Royal Bermuda Regiment. Tune in again next Thursday at 5 p.m.